His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to His and Hers Horror. My name is Tia. And I'm David. And it's been a while, I think, since we've done one of these. Yeah, kind of a little off-the-cuff session. Mm-hmm. So we're doing another random body parts. Yeah. Because I'm tired. <laughs> of course you're tired. It's We're getting close to the end of the year. I have had, I had a research-heavy episode last week, and I had accidentally scheduled an additional research-heavy episode, and I was just like, you know, I don't... I don't want to do that. Fair. I don't want to. And this is my show, so I can decide. It's been a hell of a long week for me, too. So, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, we're going to do another random body parts and ask each other questions about stuff yeah, and Tia, things. Tia wrote some questions. I mean, I, I took a lot of them from the internet. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Tia borrowed a lot of questions. I Googled. I was like questions that are difficult for horror fans to answer and like i got about 75 percent stuff that was trivia mm-hmm. and then the other 25 percent was like these kind of like what's your favorite this and like hypotheticals and stuff like that and for once um i actually got the questions ahead of time so i'm prepared so i'm not going to be as rambly as i normally am i thought we would try it that way and see how it goes sure so yeah. this might be a 15 minute episode folks well, <laughs> no, I'm I, just kidding. D- not with us. No. No, I'm sorry. We go on too many tangents to can, have a 15-minute episode. I can barely get off get off a Zoom call with a coworker in 15 minutes. That's true. Wait, how did I say that's true? I don't know. Because I've told you. Oh, right. That's fair. So it's the truth in our reality. There Look, I said I'm tired. <laughs> I really meant it. My brain is in a very fuzzy place right now. So let's see what happens, I guess. Sounds good. All right. So question number one. Yes. Who would you consider your ultimate screen queen? Mm. And I'll I'll go ahead and expand it out a little further if you have more than one, like a classic and a modern. Right. Because that's what you submitted to me. Yes. I was kind of hoping was for some clarification. It's like, because I've got two. Yeah. And now here's where time means nothing and everything means opinion. That's fair. Uh, And I realize... uh, the way I kind of form my notes kind of sounds like a, a Cinefix answer. <laughs> okay. For classic, there's a lot to choose from. You've got your Faye Ray, your Janet Lee, icons like Jamie Lee Curtis and Adrienne Barbeau. But for my classic, we don't have to go too far back, only 38 years. Oh, I think I know who you picked. For me, and it's probably no surprise that it's got to be Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, I feel like I should have known that that would be your answer. That's for my classic. Yeah. Modern, I feel, is almost too early to say for certain. It is emerging. Okay. I do have an answer. Okay. But things to consider, are you looking for someone who's already sprinting, ready to carry that torch forward to lead the way into a new era of horror? Or someone who is modern but established? So, you know, you've got your Samara Weaving and Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, these folks that are really, like, engaging horror in ways that feel natural. Yeah. But again, after some consideration, I brought it back to someone who's brought hit after hit after hit and has been the victim 
of robbery ever since, and that's Tony Collette. Yeah, I can see that being your answer. That's fair. She's done a lot of good stuff horror wise. Even if you go back and and consider, if you consider The Sixth Sense right. to be a horror film, like she's been in it for a while now. Yeah, yeah, a goodly amount of time. Mm-hmm. How about you? So for me, as far as like classic scream queen i feel like it has to be jamie lee curtis i feel like part of that is because she had a footprint in several different things Mm -hmm. because she's got early in her career and even continuing now she's got laurie strode Mm -hmm. she's got kim from prom night she has uh terror train she did quite a few like horror things early in her career and i feel like that for me is makes her she 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 well deserves the the title mm-hmm. of ultimate scream queen just because she doesn't have just one franchise right or one movie that you can look at and be like oh she did a, a horror movie that just happened to be really popular as far as modern i would love she's not quite there yet um i would love for florence Pugh to do more horror related stuff oh yeah and i feel like if she does she could definitely take on that moniker mm-hmm. samara weaving is also really good and I love Catherine Newton also. She's yeah. amazing. But one new star who's really starting to get some play is Mia Goth. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And I am excited for more stuff from her. Um, David Cronenberg's uh, son, I believe, has, an- has another movie coming out that she's in. Ooh. And I'm actually kind of looking forward. Not to mention the fact that we've also got another film in that um, X and Pearl Mm-hmm. There's a third film right. that she's going to be in, which is uh, it's about Maxine. Right. So I think it's just called Maxine. It's just called Maxine, but there's like three X's. Yeah. I I want good things for her. Yeah. Granted, I want good things for all of these actresses, but I am really looking forward to seeing where she goes from here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can agree with that. Especially considering just in X, she played two characters. Yeah, which I had no idea until I was watching the credits. Um, Yeah. That was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, because you would have no clue otherwise. Yeah. So I know you've been watching horror movies since you were very little. Yes. I have been watching them in some facet or another since my early teens. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of stuff that I've seen at this point. There is probably more stuff that I haven't seen when you think of just how many bargain basement horror (laughs) films that there are. Yeah. But one thing that I always kind of look at when it comes to interesting stuff is um, kills. Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite on-screen kill? Okay. So at some point, you're probably going to hate me because... Who, me? Yes. Why? I would never hate you. Oh, well, because with best best kill, mm-hmm. I'm of two minds. Okay. What are your two minds? Well, fairly recently, we finally watched Studio 666. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. And that really kind of hit, it hit that sweet spot for me. It, it, it sated that appetite for that over-the-top slasher vibe. It was gory and cheesy and... That... I learned... it. <laughs> I ended up Googling whether or not Dave Grohl was from the Midwest based on one line where he says, you can never have too much ranch dressing. And I'm like, wait a second, is Dave Grohl from the Midwest? He is from Ohio. So there you go. Anyone who is unfamiliar, people in the Midwest, we love our ranch dressing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. We do, I guess. You don't. You're. I mean, I'm indifferent to it. 
Um, <laughs> but again, I'm a transplant, so mm-hmm. I I accept it. How about that? Yeah, I, fair. I, I accept its existence. But no, uh, in that film, that chainsaw double kill. Oh my god! Of yes, Samantha and Rami yes. was just. It was beautifully done. Yeah. It was predominantly done practical. It's it's just it it was a bit cheese, but that was kind of the point. That's kind of the vibe of the film. Yeah. Is is it's a bit cheese. Now, I do want to give an honorable mention before I tell you my best kill, mm-hmm. and that is the ship deck kill from uh that boat movie. Ghost ship? Yes. Oh, where the uh the tension wire? Yes. I mean, but if I want to attribute to someone directly or indirectly, you know, a, a kill that kind of, you know, is the best one that's, it's sticky. It sticks to me. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> okay. It it sticks in my mind. It's, okay. I, it, I can't dislodge it. Uh, you know, there's, there's things people say, oh, well, once you see it, you can't unsee it. This yeah. is one you can't unsee, but I don't know that it's a bad thing for its impact. Mm-hmm. I wrote one that echoes in the silence of the darkest recesses of my mind. For that, I'd say it's Charlie's beheading in Hereditary. Oh my god. It's sudden. It's impactful. Even though you kind of expected something was going to happen, your brain refuses to actually see it happen. Then you see it happen. It comes out of nowhere. The car is stopped, and you're sitting there in the car going... Holy shit, did that just fucking happen? Yeah, you're basically sitting in the car with Peter. Like, what the fuck just happened? That is a scene that puts you in the mindset of the character still alive instantly. Yeah. And then the the shrieks that follow on the next morning. And then the cut to the head. The cut to the head. I just, I always have to cover my eyes for that part because it just creeps me out. That, that's one that just is, that's what I mean by it's sticky, like, like, I can appreciate it for its impact it had on me. You can't... It's not something you'll soon forget. No. Um, also, maybe don't stick your head out a window while someone's, you know, frantically driving. Yeah. I mean, if you're going into anaphylactic shock, sticking your head out a window is not going to help you. No. So mine is from a more recent film that mm-hmm. we watched. And it's just because there are very rarely any more am I watching a horror movie and a kill happens that causes me to have such a huge a, a big reaction mm-hmm. so let's talk about brightburn oh okay there is so it's basic for anyone who hasn't seen brightburn highly recommend it yeah um, we slept on it way too long it's basically like what if superman was evil and was sent and here child. and was sent here to conquer earth and not help it you know what i mean um also great for anybody who was told that they were a special little child for most of their life you're so special yeah <laughs> but actually get to realize it yeah Ugh. So at this point, uh, it's the uncle, the uncle's yeah. death. He's he's in his car and Brandon, the boy, like picks up the car so that it like levitates a good 10, 15 feet in the air and then just drops it. And it's the fact that you see the impact of the uncle's face hitting the steering wheel. You can hear his mouth. And you the hear the crunch of the bone. And that, that sound of mouth going over steering wheel. That, like, that, wet? Yeah. Like, I, I can't really... Don't try and imitate it, please. Yeah, It'll I, be audio murder. <laughs> yeah, it would be audio murder. But. Um, but then not only that, but we see the aftermath of him just laying in this smashed car with his jaw just destroyed. Yeah. 
And I just remember just sitting there like and repeating to myself, what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? Like, what? Holy shit. What the fuck? (laughs) I have not seen you scramble for uh, details on Makeup Studio that fast. I was like, who did this? Yeah. Because it's a perfect. It's so good. And so, yeah, if Fractured FX is another good studio that I'm going to keep an eye on. Every once in a while, when I see a good effect like that, I I have to know who did it. Mm. And most of the times, it's someone that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So there have been a couple times recently where I've looked something up and I'm like, oh, it was Greg's studio, of course. So of course it's good. Oh, Tom Savini did this. Of course it's amazing. But I like to see newer studios getting into doing cool shit. Yeah, that's it's it's nice to know that there are more there are more effect studios out there than just one or two, because heaven forbid one of them shut down or retire. Mm hmm. Now what? You know, right. it, it's nice to have some some young blood out there. Plus, you know, with friendly competition, you're going to get innovation. You're going to get the the you know new makeups, bigger things, and and I mean, I'm a huge fan of of practical effects. CGI has its place. Yeah, but I feel like, and I know I've said this before, if you can do something practically, you definitely should. Yeah, it just it just looks more natural. It feels better. That's one of the things that drove me crazy in that in the. Uh, I think it was 2011, The Thing, mm-hmm. which is like a The Thing prequel, is they had Amalgamated Dynamics do all these practical effects. And then the studio decided to come in and like touch a bunch of them up with CGI. And so a lot of the stuff just looks like plasticky and fake. Yeah. And then you compare it to the original The Thing. And that's a movie that I still have trouble watching. Yeah. Like another really good I will say another really good kill is is from the original The Thing, and that is when they're using the defibrillator and that dude's chest just opens into a mouth. Yeah. Like, there are whole sections of that film where I just have to cover my eyes because the body horror is so extreme. And because it's a practical, it looks so real. Mm-hmm. And it just really gets to me. <laughs> that actually leads me into one of my follow-on questions I have. Okay. Is there a kill? It may not be your fave, but one that lives in your head rent-free that has altered who you are or how you act. Because, you know, ultimately surviving a horror movie should be should be our goals. Yeah. So sometimes horror movies can be nothing more than cautionary tales. Treat people nice. Take out your garbage on garbage day. Don't linger around when there's a crazy dude. Things like that. Well, and it's, it's really funny when you think about it, because I'm sure there are a lot of horror fans that altered the way that they behave based on... Stuff they've seen in horror films. What? <laughs> Just watching you put your feet up already answers my question. It's not that one. Oh, okay. Although that is a big one. Um, I think I saw Pet Cemetery Too Young. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And so that is one. That is definitely one thing. Like f- for the longest time, I would not stand with my back to anything where there could be something underneath it. Mm-hmm. Because that Achilles tendon slice always got to me. So, like, for the longest time, I'm not even kidding, I would run and jump to get onto my bed. And you can imagine how difficult that was during the period when my sister and I still shared a bedroom, and so I slept on the bottom bunk. It was kind of like a very, like, stealthy roll kind of deal. But I think, so there's two other things that I can think of that have changed the way I live my everyday life. One of them isn't even actually a movie. Well, no, it kind of, it is. So the Final Destination franchise is very good at these Rube Goldberg, like, death devices. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to your death. Right. 
So there's one thing that I will uh, that I don't do because of that movie series. And also um, there's an episode of Supernatural mm-hmm. where there's a uh, rabbit's foot that makes you incredibly lucky. But once you lose it, your luck immediately takes a downward turn until you die. And so I will never put anything potentially sharp facing up in a dish strainer. <laughs> Fair. Because I even almost did it the other day. I have a um I have a, a cup that is specifically for boba tea. And because I have I found these little frozen boba tea kits. And so the cup is pointed at one end to help you better drink and get your boba and your sips. Or the straw is the straw right. is yes. Not the cup. The cup. The cup is normal. The cup, cup is a shaped. normal cup. The straw is pointed at the at one end, well, and the I was cup won't sit. I know, and I was washing it, and I put the straw in the dish strainer, point side up, and then immediately said no, and I flipped it around because <laughs> I was like, what if I come in here and I slip, and then I fall and I impale my face right on that my would, boba straw? That would not be good. Uh, I also, and I know a lot of millennials are like this, thanks to Final Destination 2, I will not drive behind any vehicle that's hauling logs or pipes. Rebar. Rebar, anything cylindrical. I will get around that vehicle as fast as I possibly fucking can. Because not today. (laughs) Absolutely not. I think you've you've even seen me do it. Yeah. On road trips where I will get... (laughs) I'll be going the normal speed limit and, I'll, and one will get onto the highway and I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Yeah, I remember one one was coming on the highway and you were like, we're four exits away, this isn't happening. Yep. And it was Zoom time. Yep. It's just interesting how being a horror fan affects like your your basic behavior. Oh, yeah. Like staying in hotels. Mm-hmm. Like I will never stay in a bed and breakfast. Like I'm sure they're fine. I will never stay in one just because... Who knows? Right. I will never rent an Airbnb because I've seen even now, like with Barbarian and episodes of Criminal Minds and stuff where that goes badly. (laughs) Same thing with I will never get in a Lyft or an Uber just because it creeps me out. Because, again, I've seen episodes of Criminal Minds where that's how they get their victims is through Lyft or some other ride sharing program. But yeah, I know there's a lot of things that people just don't do because they've watched too many horror movies. Renting a cabin in the middle of the woods. Mm. Uh-uh. I also don't like to stay in the ground floor room of a hotel. Yeah, that's not great. If I can, I prefer to stay several. I will never. I will also never live in a ground floor apartment yeah, if I, I can help it. It's a walk-in. Duplexes is a different thing. A duplex or a house, that's a whole other thing. But I will never live in a first floor house. It has to be on stilts. You joke, but I would love one of those like zombie apocalypse houses that's like you can retract the way to get into it that's fucking cool oh yeah all right you ready for your next question i am all right i'm gonna ask the question and then while you think about it i have a couple of things that kind of factor in okay i would like to parameters that i thought of after i wrote the question but they're very basic parameters okay so would you rather be turned into a vampire or a werewolf now this is Forget about Twilight. Yeah. So you can only go out at night if you pick vampire. Right. And if you're a werewolf, just leave it at that. Okay, so... The parameter is on the on the vampire part. Oh, so just a restriction on one side. Yes. I wasn't even planning on being a daywalker because I wouldn't miss the fucking sun. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I know some people would be like, 
Well, if I could be a Twilight vampire, I just... No, 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 no. So, while this is tricky, mm-hmm. mostly because what you sent me, you used the word turned. So yes. that implies a learning curve, a, a, a sudden and sharper learning curve. Because, like, werewolves who were born, who just, nat- you know, naturally, like, when they come of age or however your particular lore makes you do it. Yeah. You know, when you hit maturity, then you start, you know, turning or being able to turn. Eh, you know, but folks who are turned involuntarily. Right. Because that's usually how werewolves get turned. It's not like, be part of our pack, ar ar ar. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I got bit by a werewolf and now I'm peeing on a secondary star's shoes in a movie. What? In Wolf. Oh, yeah. What the hell are you doing, man? Mark in my territory. I forgot about that. a great line. But the thing is, not only is it a sharp learning curve, but again, it's it's involuntary. It's non-consensual. It's the transformation can be very painful or messy or both, Um, especially if you look at uh, uh, some of the transformations we've seen where the skin just kind of slips off and then the werewolf eats it, you know, and it's... You know, yeah, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. The one that, did that. that that I mean, that was clever. It was it it was lore friendly to to what they had established. They're also often treated more sympathetic than vampires. Like, oh, you poor thing. You know, we'll find a way to make it work or whatever. But fuck that, because in the heart, my heart of hearts, I'd rather be a vampire. The only caveat I would la- ask mm-hmm. is my own autonomy. I don't want to be servant to anybody. I mean, sure, I would I would owe my lineage. What what have you, you know, but like, I don't want to be controlled. Yeah, typically, depending on the lore, whoever made you would have a certain amount of sway over you. Right. I mean, but like, I'm not serving like a group. No. Um, I mean, mostly I just want the immortality and any additional perk would be cake on cake on the icing or icing on the cake. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it you know, the pros and cons are going to weigh down to whatever lore you're going with i mean do you turn all funky faced or do you turn all normal faced but with fangs or what have you um but generally vampires always drawn me in i mean the time i would actually have so much of my life i felt like i don't have enough time i don't have enough time i don't have enough time if i can shut off that screaming alarm clock if i don't have enough time Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how much more relaxed i'd be yeah i can see that it'd be peaceful yeah be beautiful come with me what to be a vampire? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's the immortality part. Although I, I've been rewatching True Blood recently, and there was an interesting quote that uh, one of the, the this season's main antagonist said, and that is, uh, vampires aren't immortal. They're just harder to kill. Well, general n- non-injury. I mean, basically any vampire you're going to kill is basically killing them via industrial accident because something going penetrating through your body is you could consider an industrial accident because that's not a normal thing that happens in everyday life. Right. Um, at least through normal. Y'all know what I mean. Get your minds out of the gutter for a moment. I wasn't even there. No, not you. I'm talking about them. You know who you are. Okay. (laughs) They're like, I'll penetrate. No. No, David. What? So what? Barring any beheading, stakings, things like that. Yeah. And staying in the shade. You got all the time in the world. That's fair. You're as cool as Christian Slater at that point. Well, and here's the thing I would want is I would want to like combine bits and pieces of lore. Mm -hmm. Because like I would still want to be if I'm going to be alive forever, ostensibly, barring some sort of accident, I would want to be able to still 
eat. Mm. Because if I have all the time in the world, I can go anywhere for the most part. And most vampire lore, vampires can't eat human food. In the Buffy the Vampire Slayer lore, vampires can so that they can mimic human behavior. Right. They can also, they don't have to breathe, but they can. Right. Because again, it helps blend in. Exactly. So I just, I would want to still be able to eat regular food. Yeah. I I would like that for us. Yeah. That would be nice. Not that we're like planning on becoming vampires anytime soon, well, but if I had no. a, if I had a choice between the two, yeah. Also, I mean, if they want to debate about it, all right, which one's going to take you know pain and make my back not hurt, make my knees not cracky? That's fair. And think about the strength and speed you get. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Where do I sign up? You were like, oh, beware the vampire. I'm like, where do I fucking sign up, folks? Right. Beware. Where? Tell me. Tell me which place I need to avoid because I'm going to make a beeline there. Yeah. You'll be the undead and the unholy. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm already a Wiccan, so it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. So my next question. If you could erase one horror film or franchise from existence, which would it be? Not going to touch the films or franchises that I'm not even going to talk about. I'm not going to give them airtime. So I'm going to pick one that tricked me. It fooled me. Okay. That's Ghoulies. How did it trick and fool you? Ghoulies had promise. I rented it based on the box cover. It was amusing. I was like seven or eight. It looked cool. All it gave me was a concussion like a year later. That was because I conflated ghoulies in the toilet and Reagan McNeil. And I thought Reagan was going to come out of the toilet when I flushed the toilet. So I had to run out of the bathroom. So I hit my head on the door thing. I think I told that story before. You've told it, yeah. But ghoulies could have been good. But it wasn't really even that funny. Yeah. And they had three damn movies. The, th- the third one, they went to college. 1991, they went to college. They could have revived themselves. They could have even made it like some sort of stoner monster movie. But it just was unfunny. Erase it from existence. No one remembers it. New franchise. I won't even take the credit for it. Original creators get the credit. I just want good movies. Interesting first draft. Here's my notes. Start again. No, okay. No one shits on it. Call it good. That's my take on it. It's a franchise that made me mad. How about you? I have I have a franchise and then I have a film. Okay. So the franchise is the Leprechaun franchise. Mm. I I can't even say that this is a franchise that started out good and over time dipped in quality. I don't think it was ever really good. It did maintain its identity pretty well though. To an extent, but like I I can't even watch the original in a so bad it's good way. Yeah. And then it just gets weirder and more not good. (laughs) Fair. If you like these films, that's fine. More power to you. I, if I will, if I never watch another Leprechaun movie, it'll be too soon. The other one I have to pick out because it wasted my fucking time. It wasted my time and it wasted my money because we saw this in theaters. The Devil Inside. Yep. Pretty much any found footage movie that ends with a, for more information, go to this website. Um, and then the website no longer exists. Yeah. So you can't do fuck all. So you released an incomplete movie and charged people full price for it. Mm-hmm. We're not doing films with DLC, folks. No. Finish your movie. Finish your script. Have a ending that makes sense. Even a bad ending. Even if it's a bad ending. that As long as it makes sense... Don't give me homework. They'll be like, thanks for your money, folks. Go look up what what we were thinking about later on this fake website. 
Yeah. Fuck you. A fake website that no longer exists. You can't go to it anymore. Right. So, like, that kind of makes it pointless for streaming. Makes it pointless for movie sales. Mm Mm-hmm. That movie did kind of feel like a big fuck you to moviegoers. It did. And here's the thing. You and I don't go to movies very often. We saw that fucking in theaters. We saw that in theaters. So we paid over $20. We paid almost $30 to watch that movie. We went outside. Yeah. Among on, an, on an unwork day. Yeah. No. We should be around people. People we don't like. Because we don't know them? Because we don't know them. Yeah. Well, or and just generally going to the movies in a college town is a mixed bag. Fair. Um, I mean, there is that whole a stranger's just a friend you haven't met yet, but there's a lot of assholes out there. So. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Next question? Next question. Let's keep it rolling. All right. So uh, you said you had follow-ups to things. I and did. I don't but know see, what things I, you have follow-ups to. Well, see, here's the thing. Yes. What, what happened was I, <laughs> I, I, I scrolled too far down in my notes. Okay. My follow-on question, my answer to it was ghoulies. What... Because my follow-on question was going to be, is there a franchise that you would like to erase so it could be redone with a clean slate? But I tried to save it, so now you all know the the behind the scenes, because what I wrote was, (laughs) um, there are films I don't even mention, those can go in the bin, but to name one, The Devil Inside, because fuck that movie, it's incomplete and should be known as a clickbait movie, it's not complete, unfinished, and stole our money. Yeah. Exactly what it says in my notes, but I was just like, I just kind of did the whole guy goma thing of going well fuck that one up Oop. <laughs> and then you're like then i saw you were walking towards devil inside i'm like yeah we still get to party so we just kind of reversed it that's that's why i didn't have a follow-on question for you okay fine is there a franchise or film that you would like redone with a clean slate i think i've mentioned this before and i it's uh the fog because mm. i would like to combine elements of both films okay um i like the whole hitchhiker coming to town mm-hmm. on the anniversary thing that's in the first one and i like the this person is a reincarnation of the ship captain's wife mm. in the remake right i would like to combine those two facets because i think that would be really interesting like the reincarnated person of the ship captain's wife is hitchhiking is the hitchhiker town? and oh. she doesn't know it yeah so like it's not like we've known all along since you've lived in this town for X number of years. It's like, oh, you came from somewhere else, but you happen to be right. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she doesn't know like her existence. Like she doesn't exist outside the town. Basically, that's yeah. why she's picked up at the edge of town. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Ready to move on? Yeah. By the way, Tia writes some really amazing questions. So. Some of these I prepared well for, and then some of them I just fuck up like the last one I did. Oh, I don't think you fucked up. Okay. I think you did a great job. Hey, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You too. You get a gold star. Thank you. Bing. <laughs> she poked my chest. The gold star. Yeah, that's that's adorable. Do I need to buy stickers? I have some at work. Oh, okay. For when I give people gold stars. Oh, okay. So is there an actor or a director that hasn't done a horror movie, but you would like them to? Yes. Okay. I have one of each. Okay. Look, I know I'm going extra, but you know, you said actor or director. My answer is yes. And or director. There you go. See, there you go. Question has immediately been expanded. First off, I don't want someone to do horror just to tick a box to say, yes, I did horror. I think that's, nobody's happy in that. No. If an actor is doing horror because they're like, look, they're, you know, my agent said I need to have some horror background just be, so I'd be more marketable. 
So I'm doing this stupid fucking movie, whatever it is. My kid likes horror movies, so I did this for them. Like, like I get it, but if you're not going to actually invest yourself in it, mm-hmm. you know, shit in, shit out. So if, if, if you don't put the effort in, you're going to get a no effort movie out. And I don't mean an easy movie, but a blah movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a filmmaker, but I, I understand some of the basics of any type of creative process. And the same goes for directors. You know, if, if you're rolling your eyes and don't care about what's going on and just letting things run amok, that's how you wind up with really shitty movies. Yeah. So for director, I'd really be interested in how Kathy Yan approaches horror. Okay. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with her, she is most well known for Birds of Prey, uh, which I adored. Yeah. Part of the reason that I'm interested in her take is that she has a more intimate indie twist on things or approach to things. Uh, so some of her art house cinema influences are folks like uh, Wong Kar Wai and also Robert Altman and Paul Thomas Anderson. So to take that kind of influenced viewpoint and bring it towards horror, I think you could get some really, really good horror. Um, either horror that makes you almost repulsed at how in love you are with the characters or perhaps sentimental um yeah in a sense for actor this was a toughie and i had to basically just scan this person's page just to make sure they haven't done horror already which actually surprises me and i may be wrong so please correct me if i'm wrong but i'd love to see what andrew garfield could do with horror yeah because i've seen his dramatic work i've seen his action work i've seen some comedic talents i've seen him sing I don't even care if he's good or bad in the film as far as like alignment goes, because you know what? I think he'd make a beautiful villain, but I also think he could be a very, you know, relatable everyman. Yeah, I can see that. And there's just something about Andrew. I didn't really think this until watching in very short succession back when we were doing our stuff for our awards show, um, seeing Eyes of Tammy Faye and Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. And then seeing him uh, along with... uh, with Toby and your son. <laughs> Tom Holland is the best. I love him. Tom Holland is wonderful. But seeing just seeing him interact and seeing him in different lights really kind of shone a spotlight on someone who, frankly, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. And it really made me kind of sit back and go, holy shit, this guy's really good. Yeah. So I have, I also have two. Sweet. Do you want my director or my actor first? Yes. Director. Director? Okay. So my director, and, and I had to do the same thing that you did where like, I was like, oh, I want I want this person that I had to go and look them up to make sure they hadn't. So we don't look like assholes. Right. So my director is Patty Jenkins. Mm. Yeah. So Patty Jenkins is an American writer director. She's most well known for directing the Wonder Woman movies, which I think are great. Yeah. And she's directed some stuff that's horror adjacent. Because she directed that I Am the Night series that was about the Black Dahlia murders. Oh, okay. Um, All I could think of was, I am vengeance. I am the night. She also directed Monster. Mm. About the uh, Charlize Theron film about Eileen Wuornos. Uh, yeah, of course I know about it. It's got Christina Ricci in it. Okay. Wait, does it? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. So she's done stuff that I would consider See, like... now I second guess myself half the time. I'm no, like, it fine. has this person in it. And you're like... No. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so yeah, I I would love to see what she could do in like the horror side of things. 
maybe because she also writes. So maybe if she were to write like something original, like her own, like mm-hmm. and and then direct it, I'm curious where she would go. Does that make any kind of weird sense? No, that makes beautiful sense because I feel like I feel like there are a few genres where you can really just kind of say, "Here are my thoughts. Let's set them to screen. Mm-hmm. Let's see where it goes." This is where you can get a little weird. You can get esoteric. You can not explain things or explain things in gruesome detail. You yeah, can, you can do these explorations of 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 mind of of body of existence right and there's no taboos i mean there's shit you can't do in comedy there's shit you can't do in drama without taking it you know into far left field but in horror it's like go nuts yeah and so my actor just mm, excuse me based on what i've seen her do so far i would absolutely love to see what zendaya could bring oh my god specifically to a possession film holy shit like any i would watch her in anything she's one of those there's a handful of actresses where i will basically watch them in anything Mm -hmm. she's she's up there along with florence Pugh. absolutely and just the raw emotional the places that she has to go for euphoria i would love to see that same energy translated to a horror film either as the victim of demonic possession or as the person who's trying to help the person who is possessed. Because both would be exhausting. Exactly. Sorry, Zendaya, we we want you to be exhausted, but it's going to be worth it, I hope. (laughs) Well, and she's just got such a wide range because she started on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And then she's done done Euphoria. She's in Dune. She's done, you know, MCU stuff because she's, well, MCU adjacent stuff because she's in Spider-Man. Right. Um, She's done a musical Mm -hmm. because she was in The Greatest Showman. I mean, she's just got such a wide range and is just so talented that I would love to see her bring that to the horror space. There is something special that happens, and I, I may just be biased because I, I think she's fantastic as well, but there is something special that happens when she's on screen, even if she's not central to the dialogue. Oh, God. Um, just in my head, I'm just like, hey, Cass, I have a question for you. How long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs? Oh, God. I was actually thinking about that whole scene because that whole, the lead up to that, she's kind of trying to be the bystander in something that's actually involving her. Uh-huh. But she's like, no, n- not me. It's some, no, and no, then it's something she else. just shifts focus and then in the most epic fucking out. way and then just leaves. It's it's just gorgeous. It's, it's it. It was horrific to see. It was heart wrenching to see, but also so beautiful. Mm hmm. It was like watching a magic trick right in front of you, and you're like, I don't even want to know how you did it. It's like throwing a rabid animal into a, into a room and then locking the door and walking away. Well, that too, yeah. It, it, it's just so good, and she's just amazing. I would love to see her. I would love to... I, again, I'll watch her in anything. Fair. But I just think that would be really fun. I would also like to see Tom Holland do a horror movie. Yeah. For him, I'm thinking, like, something where maybe he gets to use his original accent. Like, yes, his actual accent. Please. So I'm thinking, like... An English countryside haunted house kind of deal. He doesn't need to go the Hiddleston and Radcliffe route, though. I kind of want him to. Sure. I would okay. love him to do it. I I, w- I just think that would be great. I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like they're like, well, I'm English, so I guess I need to go to, you know. Don't, don't be mean. The old London town, you know, sort, sort of thing. But. I, th- I think there aren't enough gothic horror films being made anymore and i miss them i feel like we 
we've kind of stepped away from that. And I would mm-hmm. like to go back to it a little bit more because as amazing as Crimson Peak was, mm. I want more like that, you know? Yeah. I'd also say the woman in black. I mean, it was, it was great, but it, the story's better. The short story's better well, yeah. in my opinion. All right. You said you had a follow on question for this one or did I already accidentally answer it again? <laughs> so my last question mm. and this one is a little, maybe a little weird, but I've kind of been in this headspace recently since I finished um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, which I'm so, I'm so it's it was good. I love the way it ended. I'm so looking forward to the spinoff series series is that we're getting because we're getting three. And I'm just I'm really looking forward to this whole expanded universe nonsense. So let's talk about the zombie apocalypse and if it actually were to happen, mm-hmm. what would be in your zombie apocalypse survival kit? All right, so this is going to come off more like a recipe. So here goes. Compact meal bars and MREs, a hatchet, mm-hmm. a machete, 50 to 100 feet of non-nylon rope. I want non-nylon because nylon rope kind of stretches and expands. Mm. I want something that's not going to do that. It's going to be better for repelling if I need to. Uh, my med kit that's in the car. I think it's in the car. Uh, some source of caffeine, at least to wean me down, because my if that goes down... I'd rather not have a migraine for five days, but actually just taper myself off caffeine. They make caffeinated chocolate bars. Yeah. A pocket knife, a good durable solar or crank powered flashlight, because I can't count on getting batteries, let alone intact batteries, let alone powered batteries. Mm-hmm. Spare socks and underwear. I'm not worried about grabbing extra shirts or pants. Those are going to be fine. But socks and underwear, if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll figure it out. Um, lightweight, warm, durable clothes. Something that I can wear if it's even getting up into the 70s and not feel like I have to strip everything off. Yeah. But enough to keep me at least warm enough into the 40s. Uh, Saran wrap, foil, duct tape, salt, water purification kit if possible. You can order those online. You can actually get water purification straws now. Yeah, because ultimately parasites, you don't need to add to your problems. No. Um, It's really the last thing we need to add. Uh, a crowbar or halogen tool, matches, and a couple lighters. Okay. So assuming in this in this scenario that we're going to be together, I I thought about like stuff we could put in the car, you know? And I was like, well, I know there are certain things that David's going to think of. Yes. So Done. so those things I immediately counted out because I was like, well, he's going to think of those things. Oh, geez. What? Never count on somebody else to be the one to bring the matches because you know what's going to happen? going to be a bunch of sad, tired fucks with no fire because no one brought the matches. Well, there are some things that I would bring in, in addition to. Like, I would bring, so, like, I have, like, that little box. Actually, I think it's right there. Mm-hmm. That has, like, waterproof matches in it. Yeah. Actually, hang on. What was it, this thing? All right. So I have this great outdoors kit that I got a couple years ago. For me, I thought. I got it for you um, in so, general. Sorry, but... I didn't list it on my No, thing. it's fine. So in this kit is uh, a penknife multi-tool, a wire saw, tweezers, fire starter, 210 centimeters of woven rope, and 10 safety pins. So it's a nice little kit. I don't think I've ever actually looked inside it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it, it comes in like a little metal box. It's actually a nice pocket knife. Yeah. Nice fire starter too. Mm-hmm. So in addition to that, I would make sure that in our basic first aid kit, there were pain relievers mm. and plenty of antiseptic. A couple of bars of soap would go in my kit. Something with which to defend myself, either a 
I would actually, I think a blade and something that could be used as a bludgeoning tool yeah. would also be good. Because here's the thing, folks. Ammunition's finite. Not to mention the fact if we're going based on the Walking Dead as a as a parameter, guns make noise. Yeah. <laughs> Silent and non-reloading objects are probably your best bet. Right, exactly. Practice with them, get good with them, you'll be fine. Yeah. But then I also, uh, toilet paper is another thing. Yeah. Take or leave that. I mean, or at least it, something I could tear and later use as toilet paper. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely amenity. I mean, that's that's great. It's just, I mean, yeah. But I also think about other things that might be useful uh, as far as long-term survival. So you mentioned water for purification stuff. I would definitely want something like that. But I also uh, would like books on foraging. Yeah. And what plants are safe to eat what can I, you know, is not safe to eat raw, but if I cook it, is it okay? That kind of deal. Because I'm not going to assume, first of all, MREs and cliff bars, those aren't going to last for very long. No, we'll go through those first. But in the meantime, we'll find our forage locations. Exactly. Well, it's like, you know why I got the saran wrap and the tinfoil, right? Cooking? No. I mean, that too, but primarily so that I can craft a uh, rapid condensation Oh, yeah. Water. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, with rivers and stuff drying up, I I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a prepper, which, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with preppers. I'm, I'm just not one. Yeah. Um, but I've researched a lot, a lot of stuff, and I'm like, while there are, you know, a wide range of philosophies behind it, there is some sense behind having certain preparations and understanding certain processes. And one is... You can't guarantee you're going to have water and you can only go so long without it. Yeah. Trust me, you can go a while without food. Yeah. Water, not so much. Another thing that I would also have, and maybe this sounds weird, um, I would want to have a um, some sort of tablet or something that has things downloaded to it mm. for whenever the, you know, internet, if, you know, dies permanently so that I can still have music and books. Yes, dear? And how long is that battery going to last? Well, if I have my next thing, which is a which is several power banks, ah, solar power banks. That I yeah, exactly. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. My bad. I'm sorry. You didn't let me finish. No. And then like a bunch of the stuff you said, like underwear, bras. Well, you didn't say bras, but I say bras because I need them. Because unfortunately, I have boobs. Mm. Look, they get in the way more often than not. Let's just be yeah. honest. Durable clothes. Yeah. I know my stretchy yoga pants are not going to be... Look, fuck off. Comfortable, durable clothes are going to save you. Let's be perfectly honest. I'm not... If if the zombie apocalypse did happen, I wouldn't survive for too long anyway once I ran out of my medications. I'm going to be with you for maybe a month. Unless we can find a pharmacy that still has all my meds. Okay. Fortify here. I'll go out and get it. Okay. I got you. All right. I imagine the longer the zombie apocalypse goes for, the harder it's going to be to find diabetes medication. Actually, it's probably going to be lower hit because, I mean, there's going to be calamity, especially in college towns. Plus, I don't take insulin, so. Yeah. There you go. All right. Cool. Well done us. Yay. I have a follow-on question for this. Okay. What skill do you have that could lead your... Ah. What skill do you have that could lead to your survival... And what habit do you have that could be your undoing? I feel like this is a great interview question. Hmm. So as far as skills goes, I have, I can cook. 
and I can make a good meal out of pretty much anything if I really think about it. But I also know, like, I think I know just enough about gardening from my dad that as long as I had a book to use as a guideline, I could realistically grow food and be fine. Cool. As far as habits, I'm loud. Can be. Are we counting mental health issues as a habit? or? No. <laughs> I like, mean, can I count my, my depression and anxiety? <laughs> I mean, everyone has their mishugana, and I think you and I both can count anxiety and depression in their own forms as... Is that what mishugana means? Just, you know... Oh, okay. Offness. Yeah. Quirks. Uh, it's like uh, Grandma Robbins used to tell me, everyone has their mashugana and this one's mine. Oh, okay. Like, okay. That's fair. Because I'd be like, why do you do it that way? That's weird. And she's like, yeah, that's why. So. I think one thing that would make me very difficult to deal with at first is the fact that um, I don't handle the, I don't handle warmth well. Mm. So once it started to get hot, I would get very whiny. Mm. Actually, let me ask you, what's a habit that I have that would make me really hard to Shit. deal with in the zombie apocalypse, honey? Okay. Reflex catastrophization. What? Reflexive cast- catastrophization. Oh, catastrophizing? Yeah. Yeah. No, Your reaction to be, oh shit, everything's fucked. Every- throw away the plan. We don't have to throw away the plan. We just adjust. Mm. And you're getting significantly better. Thank you. I mean, not that I'm like your therapist or something. I'm no. Just, I'm just saying that, you know, when I from when I first met you to now, you are getting better at saying, okay, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We I'm can getting better at dealing with things. it and not assuming the worst. Yeah. Because not everything is always the worst. I mean, sometimes it is. The past was the worst, but, you know, it gets better. Yeah. Well done. Cool. What about you? Mm. You bring a lot of skills to the table. You don't need to list all your skills. We don't have that much time. Actually, no. I can actually summarize it. Okay. Like Tia said, I, I, I am a jack of many trades. I am learned in a bunch of random shit. Like, I started, like, I started learning a language so that I could understand better the actual dialogue of a movie for when I was watching the original Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. And was, you, you acquire skills fairly quickly if I you do. want to. I do. Um, basically, if it's something I need or I'm interested in, I can acquire a skill pretty quick. I'm, I'm, but the thing is, I'm a terrible student. You try teaching me and I'm just going to be like all thumbs trying to figure out what you're telling me. You have to want to learn it yourself and you have to basically teach it to yourself. Precisely. Yeah. That was the biggest conundrum most of my teachers had was that like, we can't get through to him. He has to get through to himself. I, I basically have to teach myself in order for me to get through. My biggest downfall is that's also my biggest downfall mm. is I, I learn by making mistakes. I learn by experimenting. I learn by observation and if there's no one else to observe i get to be the the volunteer to try something i get to be the one to drink the liquid to see if it's poisoned i i get to be the one that goes doesn't taste poisoned and then everybody Mm -hmm. watch me you know so i feel like really hubris is my biggest it's kind of like that john mulaney bit where he's like someone comes in is like is this whiskey or is this alcohol or perfume you take the bottle drink all of it and then go it's perfume yeah basically (laughs) i've done that I did that once. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I said, screw this. I'm swimming to Monkey Island. And I did. Or at least I got in the ocean. Okay. I know that much. I, t- I tied a blanket around. Well, that's a story for another time. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, I am open to ideas. I'm open to collaboration. But I am willful. And I also have a knack for convincing people of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, 
I get frustrated in a group process when I suggest something and then everybody agrees with me because I feel like I just tricked them into agreeing with me instead of just having a good idea. They're like, no, we want to go with your idea. I'm like, well, do we have any other ideas? Because yeah, I'm in- doubting mine. Yeah, occasionally your imposter syndrome get- gets in your own way. Uh, good point. Uh, so we'll chalk that one up there. So, so. Yeah. God complex with with uh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> what could go wrong? I know. Seriously. All right. Are you ready to wrap this up? I think so. Yeah. All right. Cool. This was fun. Yeah. All right. You can find us on our socials. Uh, I am getting rid of our Facebook just because we don't really use it. Yeah. Uh, but we're still on Twitter and we still have a website, h2horrorcast.com. There is also a link there to our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash h2horrorcast. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Yep. Uh, that helps us with the various things that we need to make the show better or the same, depending on how you feel about the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can also uh, help us out by rating and reviewing us on platforms where that is an option. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hope everyone's having a great holiday season. There's lots of holidays going on right now for various peoples. Yes. And so I'm not going to relegate it to just one because that's selfish. Yes. So so all the celebrations, may you travel safe and yeah. have good times and... Whatever you're celebrating right now, I hope you're having a great time. If you're unable to or don't wish to travel or celebrate a holiday, may you also be safe. And I hope happy. you're just also having a great winter. Yes. All right for winter. All right. Until next time, I'm Tia. And I'm still David. And stay spooky, friends. Bye. Music for this episode is Save Us Now by Shane Ivers. Our artwork is by Catherine Nixon. <laughs>